Welcome back to the Beyond the Gridiron podcast. We are back here for episode two, where me and my co-host Cash are going to be previewing the AFC East. What's going on, Cash? I'm doing great today. Um, I'm just excited to talk some more football with you. Yeah, so let's hop right in. We are going to be starting out with the New York Jets. They went 4-13 and last season. Um, I think that everybody expected them to have a pretty poor season, um, and they did just that. Uh, the obviously most important thing that the Jets are focusing on right now is the development of Zach Wilson and uh, building around him um, and allowing for his development, um, as well as you know the development of Robert Sala. Um, you know this is this will be his second year as a head coach, um, so you got to give you got to give guys time. I know everybody wants their teams to be good right away, but it's just not like that. Um, I do think Sal is a good coach. Um, I do think Wilson has the ability to become a, a good NFL quarterback. Um, obviously, that organization just needs to give him time and, you know, the pieces to build around him. Absolutely. And um, they've already made a good start. Lakin Tomlinson, great signing. Um, he'll be worth every dollar that they gave him. Last draft, Elijah Vera Tucker. They need to give him some time as well. I believe he missed some time due to injury, but I think he's going to be a good player. And additionally, they invested in their receiving core, Garrett Wilson, in the first round. Another person I think will be a really good player. And last year, um, Mackie Becton, their uh, pick from the previous year, only played in, I think he only played one game before he got hurt. Um, so he should be back this year. He is in camp. Um, I think I saw he's kind of going through camp, you know, still a little injured, but he's pushing through. Um, I actually saw him quote a tweet from a Jets reporter kind of roasting him because the reporter was like saying that he was laboring through camp, but Becton, you know, wanted it to be known that he was out there grinding and getting his time in, which, uh, you got to respect, I mean, especially offensive linemen. These guys go through hell. But, yeah, I think the, uh, like you mentioned, the addition of Lakeland Thompson, um, that, that'll be big. Uh, they need to get that offensive line, uh, you know, solidified for Zach Wilson. You know, just like we talked about last episode, offensive line is so huge. Um, same with defensive line. you got to build through the trenches. Um, guys can't survive you know, behind a uh, makeshift offensive line. Um, and I think we've seen a lot of quarterbacks have to go through that. Um, but I really don't hate this skill group position. Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, um, and Michael Carter, and they drafted Brees Hall. But I really think that they will have, you know, a much better year. I personally think that they're going to win at least two maybe three more games than they did last year and if you're a Jets fan you know obviously going six and eleven or you know five and twelve or something like that doesn't sound intriguing but if they can if they can win six maybe squeeze out seven games you have to be happy with that I I, I do agree just because this is such a young team I mean all those skill position players you name they're all going to be in their first second or third year and there's going to be growing pains. I mean, development is never in a straight line. Uh, you got to get worse sometimes before you can get better. But um, I do think that seven wins is a great target for this team um, going to the second year of the Salah regime. Going yeah, back to I, uh... the um, 
Oh, sorry. No, um, go going, going back to the um, O-line, Becton, um, he officially has been switched to a right tackle, um, which I find very intriguing. Um, usually um, in Salah, the zone blocking scheme, which he uses, um, involves using a light right tackle, um, someone who is extremely mobile and um, pass blocking is not necessarily the strength, but mainly run blocking. Um, you see the 49ers with uh, Mike McGlinchey. Um, he's not a particularly great pass blocking right tackle, but he's a very good at run blocking. So uh, just something I found interesting. Um, they're going to try to do things differently in New York than compared to San Francisco. And I think I think they killed the draft, really. Um, three first-round draft picks um, within Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Jermaine Johnson. Um, I think that's an excellent draft class. Uh, they obviously, their secondary is completely abysmal, and they needed a wide receiver. And Jermaine Johnson is a defensive end, just adds to that um, defensive line, which is... It's okay. It's it's nothing special. Um, I think Sheldon Richardson and Quinn and Williams were supposed to be a lot better than they are. Um, but I think this team will definitely see some improvement. Like I said, I believe Sal is a good coach. Um, just the big thing is is you got to give time for development. And I think this year and next year will be those development years. But I by 2024, this team could definitely be competing for the AFC's title. Yeah, so um, with regards to the Jets draft, um, I actually did not like their first pick at first uh, with Sauce Gardner, but um, they landed Jermaine Johnson um, with their third first-round pick, and I suddenly liked the pick a lot more, um, mainly because I was really big on Kayvon Thibodeau, so I thought um, the whole... Uh, philosophy um with regards to the Niners Jets connections um the Niners made five first round pick D-line in six years so I kind of thought the Jets would do the same thing just um packing the D-line over and over again but um I think once again trying to avoid the mistakes um that that 49ers regime has made which is like a complete um completely ignoring the secondary position um which has burned them in big games um, I, I do think it was a very intriguing draft, and I like how they're doing things differently. Yeah, um, so shifting to your record prediction, uh, what do you have going this year? I think 7-10. and 10, um, I, I do think that Zach Wilson is going to make a jump. It's not going to be big enough to lead them to the playoffs, but I think the help around him is significantly improved. He has a better O-line, which I think will rank in the top 15. And the defense also will make a jump. I think 7-10 and 10 is a very realistic target. Yeah, I have them 6-11, and 11, but they definitely, I definitely could see them squeaking out um, another, another win. Um, one thing I just want to mention is division games are always tougher on any team no matter how bad a team is or how good a team is you know they're they, they could be in a dog fight and squeak out a win versus the bills they could definitely beat the patriots they could definitely beat the dolphins um I, obviously they're not going to be contending f- for first in the afc's by any means but i think you know 
if that team is playing close games and then winning the games they sh- you know they should be i think you got to be happy as a jets fan as long as zach wilson is also making you know strides to become a better quarterback yeah i i really hope that uh, the jets ownership with woody johnson uh, stay patient because in the past they've made some very rash decisions with regards to staffing they fire coaches one year too early or too late they need to let this all play out yeah i completely agree with that um you know you gotta let the players and coaches you know all of that development as a whole it, it matters um but moving on to the miami dolphins who went nine and eight last year uh fired ryan flores and brought in uh 40 former 49ers offensive coordinator mike mcdaniel um I think this team kind of disappointed in a way. They started off the season horribly, um, and then they went on a big win streak towards the end of the year. Um, during that win streak, they didn't beat anybody too good. Um, unfortunately, they beat my Patriots twice. We don't need to we don't need to bring that up anymore. But I think overall that they were definitely expected to uh, be a little better than nine and eight. You know. 10 and 7, you know, sneak a wild card in probably was the goal last year. And I think that's kind of part of the reason they uh, had to let Flores go, um, which is a shame because I thought he was a, I thought he was a great head coach. Um, but overall, um, you know, Tua is, this has got to be the year that, you know, he takes a leap. Um, and I think if he doesn't take a leap, then they are looking to, replace him next year um obviously there was so many rumors surfacing throughout the throughout the offseason about deshaun watson going there um and you know as a quarterback when you're when there's trade rumors about somebody you know coming after your job it's kind of like a smack in the face like it's it's a wake-up call like he too was like gotta know that you know he's on thin ice for the miami dolphins yeah, I, I do agree. Two was on thin ice, but I, I believe that the issue with the Dolphins has not necessarily only been on Tua, but also that terrible offensive line. Oh, I mean, they were ranked in pretty much all metrics in terms of pass blocking. Um, just simply not good at that department at all. And while signing Teron Armstead does help, I don't think it's going to be enough. I feel like there's still too many holes in other areas for that O-line. Mike McDaniel's going to ensure that they stay elite in the run game, but Tua's going to get killed out there, and I, I really feel bad for him. And yeah, they were 32nd in pass block win rate last year. Uh, significantly better on the, in the run game, but um, still, that offensive line is horrible, um, and I definitely I do feel bad for Tua. You know, We've mentioned it a million times in this podcast already offensive line it's so important yeah and I, I could easily see the Dolphins bringing in someone like Jimmy G as a transition guy if um, Tua doesn't work out just because like I hate it when someone they when people say that Jimmy G is a proven winner I mean he's just a system QB it is what it is he is never gonna win you games he might lose you a few, but he can easily just be someone consistent 
week in, week out, and he can lead you to a wild card, a wild card exit. And that would just be their plan while they find a real QB through the draft, assuming that Tua does not work. Yeah, um, but like I said, all these QBs, all these young guys, they they deserve the time. You know, so many of them come into bad situations. Um, and everybody's just quick to jump on them right away after one year. Um, and I think that's unfair. I think for a lot of the reason is, is because like, and this is weird because Mahomes wasn't a rookie when he, uh, when he like jumped into his first or when he first started, like, you know, he didn't play his rookie year, but then that first year he started, obviously he was incredible. And like, for some reason, I think that like has had like an effect on like the media and like fans that are like, oh my God, if my quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes right away, we're, we're doomed. Um, and Mahomes is like, obviously a generational talent. Um, and so it's, it's not fair. And like these guys deserve time. You know, Zach Wilson deserves time Two would deserve time. Look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen got time. Josh Allen was not good for his first two seasons. Now he's, now he's an MVP candidate. Like he could very well be an MVP winner this year very well make Super Bowl. Um, so I do think what you said was right. Uh, I don't believe any or all of the blame at, was on Tua. Um, that offense line was horrible. Um, but, you know, if you're a Dolphins fan, you got to be excited about the uh, about the Tyreek trade. You know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, what a duo. Um, so I definitely do think Tua will take, you know, a leap this year. Leap or a leap doesn't mean that he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be top five, top six, but you know he's gonna take that next step to being a better quarterback. Yeah, and also like Raheem Mostert signing. I mean, if he stays healthy, just the amount of speed on that team is gonna be ridiculous. I mean, Mostert is the only player in the NFL faster than Tyreek Hill, so they would have like three of the fastest five players in the league. Just speed kills and. That that was the philosophy the Niners employed, um, just getting the fastest running backs, fastest wide receivers, and the Dolphins are doing the same thing here. I, I think their offense is going to be electric. It's an, uh, it's an interesting running back room. They've got Raheem Mostert, Sonny Michelle, Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin. That's, I mean, that's obviously a running back by committee. I don't think there's any cl- clear... Number one there, I could be wrong, but um, that uh, that's a pretty decent running back room if they all stay healthy. I know Michelle's had he's had he's had knee problems even when he was in New England, and Raheem Mostert's had you know injuries when he was with the Niners. But if you know all those guys can stay healthy, that this should be a pretty good offense. You know, an offense that um, will scare some people. You know, just like you mentioned, the speed, uh, Waddle and Hill, that is so fast um, and. Speed definitely kills. Um, I think the one thing that is not in the Dolphins' favor has got to be the schedule. I mean, the schedule is brutal. I mean, it's brutal for a lot of AFC teams, I mean, just because of how strong the conference is this year. But I feel like in particular for the Dolphins, it's not pretty. Like, in the middle of the season, they have three straight road games against really good teams the Niners the Chargers the Bills and then right after that they got the Packers and on the road at the Patriots again 
So, I mean, it's just going to be so tough to take a leap. I mean, if they win double-digit games, I'd really be shocked. I, I feel like this is just going to be a year where they go 9-8 and eight again. But um, really, what you you can still take positives from the season, even if they go 9-8, and eight, if you see that Tua's playing better. Yeah, I, I completely agree. If they went 9-8, and eight, but you saw Tua progressing as a quarterback, um, then you, you got to be happy. Um, I I do think a lot of Dolphins fans, especially on Twitter, which um, doesn't speak for the whole fan base, of course, but I think a lot of Dolphins fans are ex- like expecting playoffs. Like it, it, It's playoffs or this is like a failure of a season. And I, and I get that. Um, because you know they were nine and eight, they were they were close last year, but it's the AFC is brutal, man. Um, it is going to be a bloodbath this year. There are so many good football teams in the AFC um, that, as a Dolphins fan or any any team really that's rebuilding, you got to look at uh, like the development of the team as a whole, you know, units, you know, did my offensive line improve? Did our defensive line play better? And, you, you know, people might say, well, if that's playing better, we should win more football games. And yeah, that might, you know, be true, but you know, there is teams that there's are just so much flat to- out better, you know? Yeah. There's so much that goes into it. Um, but I also, just like you, I have going nine and eight, no playoffs. I, I think that's really based on the schedule. Nothing. I'm not trying to, you know, say this is a bad football team by any means, but um, I think they're going to be better than their record shows. I definitely think that it just yeah, that either the conference way. is so brutal this year. I, I think yeah. that it will adjust itself over time. It's just that the next year or two, it's going to be very tight in that conference. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. But moving on to the Buffalo Bills, uh, they went 11 and six last year. Um, they really took a leap. Uh, that was a it was a good season. They should have been in the conference championship game. What a absolutely insane game that was versus the Chiefs. Uh, but if you're a Bills fan, you're you're ecstatic for this upcoming season um, because I think that this is absolutely the season that the Bills could make the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they have all the pieces, uh, the offensive line, which is you know it was good. In pass blocking, you know, eighth, and they added Roger Saffold. So I think it'll be even better. Uh, the run block win rate wasn't that good. It was 23rd. But I think, again, uh, with the addition of Roger Saffold um, in another unit or another year with everybody together, you know, it'll be better. Uh, Sean McDermott, he's a good coach. As a Patriots fan, not a big fan. Um, but I have to give props to him and Josh Allen because right now they run the AFC East. And, you know, they have strength everywhere. I mean, the, the O-line, it's going to be elite this year. The D-line, it was pretty good in pass rushing last year. And I think Greg Rosso will take the next step. That'll also be a great position group. And, you know, their skill position players aren't so shabby either. They've got... Gabriel Davis, man, what an insane playoff game he had. Stephon Diggs, obviously, can't forget about him. And, you know, they added O.J. Howard at tight end. 
when he's healthy, he's a great player. Yeah, absolutely. And their running back room really isn't half bad either. Um, Devin Singletary, um, I think he's kind of underrated. Uh, he had over a thousand scrimmage yards last year. Um, and then they have Zach Moss and then they drafted James Cook uh, out of Georgia, um, you know, who just won the uh, college football playoffs. Um, and, you know, first round they drafted uh, Kair Elam, cornerback uh, out of Florida. And then in the third round, they drafted Terrell Bernard um, in the drafts. And in combination with free agency, um, I think I think they killed it. You know, the addition of Von Diller, Saffold, Howard. Uh, they brought back Shaq Lawson. Uh, they signed defensive tackle Jordan Phillips. Um, this team's going to be even stronger than it was last year, which is scary because they were, you know, literally seconds away from being in the uh, the conference championship game. Uh, which I think that if that's how it played out, then I think they, I think they would have handed it to the to the Bengals. I think they would have beat them by 14 plus. Um, but I personally have the Bills going 13 and four and making the Super Bowl. Um, we'll have to see who they obviously face, but there's a very good chance that this is the best football team in the league this year. I have them going 12 and five and making the Super Bowl. I completely agree. I think this is going to be one of the best teams in football, and it's going to be very tough for the rest of the league when facing Josh Allen. I think that he should be the leading contender for MVP this year. Absolutely. I uh, I, I might honestly throw throw some money on him winning MVP because if this was, if there was a year to do it, it would be now because I think with Mahomes losing Hill, I think the Chiefs will... I think they'll still be good. Of course, they're still going to be a playoff team. But I think Mahomes and, you know, I think that offense will slow down just a little bit. But I definitely could see Mahomes or uh, Allen, sorry, winning MVP this year. Last but not least, we're going to transition over to my New England Patriots. Um, We went 10 and 7 last year. Uh, Rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, uh, you know, same old head coach, Bill Belichick. Uh, I think I was personally happy with the season. Um, you know, I don't think nobody really knew what to expect out of this team. I don't think people had as as a playoff team. And I know the end of the season was cold. It was absolutely cold. It wasn't good. Um, Mac wasn't that good. The whole team overall wasn't that good. And we got absolutely blown out by the Bills, which personally I would have rather have gotten blown out by basically any other team. But Bias aside, I, I'm excited for this football team. Um, I've been preaching it. These young quarterbacks, they need time. And, and Mac showed showed ability last year. You know, he wasn't like, it wasn't like he was a horrible quarterback last year. We're just going out on a limb saying, oh, you know, it's his second year. He's going to magically be better. You know, he showed plenty last year. Um, obviously, this, uh, the stats weren't incredible. Um, he had some bad games, but that's expected as of a rookie quarterback. Um, I think a lot of it is that he's a Patriot. Uh, and we talked about this on the first episode with Dak, that he's a Cowboy. So Cowboys, those people on those teams, they tend to get more, they tend to get more hate. Um, and it's, it's not even because of the, 
player personally, it's it's because of the team. You know, the past 20 years, the Patriots dominated the NFL. and Nobody likes them. So players on their teams typically get, you know, a harder time. But I'm, I'm personally excited for the season. Um, what are your thoughts, though? Mac Jones is a good QB, and he's going to show it this year. Um, I didn't necessarily want the 49ers to draft him, but he's a good QB. And I think he's definitely going to show it this year. The offensive line, I think, is going to be improved. He's going to look a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Um, I I know at times um, it wasn't so pretty last year, but I think with a full offseason and uh, being fully integrated into the team is going to do wonders for him. I'm excited for like the, just the the meshing of the unit as a whole um, to get another year, and also you know the addition of Devonte Parker. And this is just camp, but he has dominated camp. I mean, he he's a guy who is very elite at contested catches, and he's showing it in camp. Um, him and Mac are having an insane connection together this camp. Um, and also, you know, one of my personal favorites on the team is Kendrick Bourne, who, you know, is a former 49er. Um, he's definitely one of my favorite players on the team, aside from skill. I just like him. He's got the swag to him. Um, I think the addition of Parker, it just takes away from Bourne and Aguilar, who aren't true number ones by any mean. Um, but I think Parker will give Bourne and Aguilar more, um, you know, allow them to get more open. It'll take the pressure off them. And I think the offense will definitely be much better this year. Um, I'm excited for our rookie. Uh, I believe we drafted him from Oregon, uh, Tyquan Thornton, who had, I believe, the fastest 40 time in the whole draft, um, if I remember correctly. Now, 40 time doesn't mean, you know, a ton. Uh, obviously, you know, speed is speed is good, but just because you're fast doesn't mean you're going to be successful in the NFL by any means. Uh, but I also believe that Janu is going to take the leap. He was not good last year by any means. Uh, he wasn't really utilized well either, but I'm excited for him uh, to, you know, get better. And Hunter Henry was good for us last year. Uh, him and Mac had a real connection down in the red zone. Uh, he, you know, he, he impressed and it's again, another year, another year of all the guys getting together, knowing each other. And I'm excited for it. Um, that's because I'm a Patriots fan, but I think the team is, you know, heading in the right direction. Uh, any, any team that makes the playoffs with their rookie quarterback has to be happy. Um, that's that's like something you you want you know you want your team and you want your quarterback on a rookie deal to be good that's the time to be good that's the time to win a super bowl i'm not saying this team is competing for super bowl this year we're not but you know i can see us in a year or two when next year we have all this money i can really see us making a push you know for 2023 2024 i i think the the patriots they had a pretty good Besides um, two blunders, which I think were notable, um, the first being Cole Strange 
in the first round. That pick kind of really confused me. Um, I totally strange. expected a wide receiver there. And, you know, it was to the point that the Patriots were almost the laughingstock of the league for that pick. Um, Sean McVay was literally laughing in a press conference All at that right, pick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the other was shipping off Shaq Mason. Um, they did ship him off, right, for pretty much nothing to the Buccaneers. Yeah, the, the Cole Strange pick was definitely uh, definitely interesting. Um, and it was it, it kind of hurt to see, like, McVeigh laughing. Um, and I definitely, you're right, the, the, they were the laughing stock, it seemed. You know, it seemed like people had this guy as, like, graded round, like, three. So uh, my thought process is, like, Okay, if you don't like anyone at pick twenty nine, why not trade down and get another second round pick and maybe a sixth with that or a fifth with that or something like that along those lines? But nonetheless, we got Cole Strange. Um, dude is he's he's a beast. He's built pretty big. Um, I'm I think he's gonna be good, um, but you know we'll just have to see. And then two other draft picks, both corners, Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. Um, Our cornerback room is different. You know, obviously last year we traded Gilmore. He didn't end up playing for us at all during the year anyway. But um, we also lost JC Jackson, um, which I'm like kind of torn on. I think he's I think he's a little overrated. Um, He's obviously a ball hawk, but I think he's really struggled. Um, against like some top top talent, especially Stefan Diggs. Um, Diggs is kind of his his owner. He's he fathers him. I, I'm just being honest. But you know, we also brought back Malcolm Butler, who is an iconic Patriot. Uh, I'm not super sure what type of you know football player he still is because I believe the last last year he didn't play. He took off for some reason. Um, uh, I think the year before that he was with the Cardinals, but also you know we added Terrence Mitchell, um, who I'm hopeful for, as well as uh, Jabril Peppers, you know who isn't a corner, he's a safety, but I I think Belichick knows how to utilize guys like that, um, so I'm excited for that. But the corner situation is interesting. We actually have three guys with the last name Jones. We have Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. And I think all of them will get a piece of piece of the pie throughout the year. They're going to have to. Um, the cornerback room is kind of thin. But I do have some faith in Belichick um, that the defense will be better than it is on paper. Um, our pass rush has never been, you know, great. But my, you know, the, the studs are Christian Barmore, who was a monster last year i mean he was a rookie he was 22 years old out of bama um he's a stud uh he's gonna be good for a long time and then uh devon godshow who we just uh re-signed uh to actually free up some cap space so i'm wondering if there's a possible off-season move um but you know jumping back i don't think i mentioned them the the running back room i love the running back room uh you know, Ramondre Stevenson is is go- is really good. Um, I'm excited for another year of him. 
and Damian Harris. Unfortunately, the it's you know we're not sure with what's happening with James White because of the bad hip injury last year. Um, he's one of my favorite Patriots. Uh, Should have won MVP in the Falcons Super Bowl. Um, but I, I think the running room, running back room is still good with Stevenson Harris. And then we drafted uh, Pierre Strong in the uh, fourth round. But I'm super excited for football season, um, whether the Patriots are good or not, to be honest. But personally, I have them going 10 and 7 in most likely a wild card loss. So what about you, Cash? Uh, you know, I do think that the Patriots are better than what the record is going to be, but you look at that schedule and it's just brutal. There's so many good teams this year that they have to play. Yep. They play the the Ravens. The the Browns are the question. Um there's some rumblings that Watson might not even get suspended at all. Uh Colts, I don't think they're gonna be that good, but you know, on Sundays anything can happen. The Vikings, maybe they take the leap. We got the Bills twice. Cardinals, Bengals, uh, I don't think they're going to be that good this year either. But And, of course, the Dolphins twice. And anything can happen in divisional games. I've got them going 10-7. and seven. Same as last year. But I think they're going to look better than they did last year. Maybe they win a playoff game. I would be definitely okay with 10-7 and seven and winning a wild card game. Um... You know, it's it's again, it's development, development, development. It's all about these players just getting better and getting, you know, it's becoming we're becoming a much younger team. You know, we were fairly old. I think we were one of the oldest teams in the league in uh, in 2020. Um, but it, so it's good to see this new era of Patriots, you know, starting to get ushered in. And I'm excited about the future. Um, but, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, this is. Episode two, uh, AFC East preview. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and we will be back next week with our third episode. So thank you guys for listening. Next week, we'll be back with the NFC West. And yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening.